Hi guys, it's Danielle and Jackie. As we all know, the WGA and SAG-AFTRA is on strike, and we here at the No More Late Fees podcast stand in unwavering support of the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes. In our efforts to support the strikes, we have decided to pivot from our normal content in the upcoming months to discuss more generic 90s and 2000s content and steer away from highlighting strut content. Join us as we navigate this journey together, advocating for fair wages, improved working conditions, and the recognition that creative endeavors deserve. If you'd like to donate to this cause, you can go to the SAG AFTRA website. It links to an emergency financial assistance and disaster relief fund. While the WGA has a good and welfare emergency assistant loans for its writers, the Entertainment Community Fund is also helping to assist those on strike. And we will link these donation sites in our show notes and in our bio link. Thank you for everyone who creates, acts, directs, works behind the scenes to make entertainment for all of us. We appreciate you and we support you. Yeah, we understand that this is more than just a fight for quote unquote Hollywood. They are very real people doing very hard work, real jobs to create content and everyone in this country and beyond deserves to be paid for their work. Hoarding of money is just never okay. And this is everyone's problem, especially when we we're talking about AI This is going to affect the workforce more than anything we've ever seen before. And so it's really important that we start putting some regulations and to to protect us. So if you'd like to learn more, definitely check out the SAG-AFTRA website and join us in this cause because it's worth fighting. And if you have any suggestions for 90s and 2000s topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, please leave a message, DM us on Instagram, TikTok. We'll probably put up some polls, but we're looking forward to pivoting and releasing some content that we don't typically talk about. Bye besties. Be kind and rewind. This week on the No More Late Fees podcast, Jackie and I are joined by the world's first Black reality star, as he calls himself, (laughs) athlete, actor, and entertainment aficionado, Cyrus Yarbrough. You may remember him from Real World Boston, as well as multiple challenges, including the extreme challenge in which he took first place. Welcome, Cyrus. Hello. We are... So ecstatic. You have no idea. <laughs> and those pillows are amazing. My dogs are not allowed on the furniture. <laughs> so that's their warning. They already know. They can't. They're too big to be doing that. Way too big to be on the couch. Well, I'm Danielle and I'm Jackie. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Jackie. Hello. I'm Cyrus. That's Riza. And that's Lennox. <laughs> I am, I'm trying really hard not to fangirl right now, but uh, I, I love 
real world. I love the challenges. Like I love it all. It's the only reality TV my husband will watch with me. So we started <laughs> at the beginning and we're on season 33 right now nice. watching them together. So wow. I'm very excited. <laughs> you see me get done wrong more than once. <laughs> It's always so entertaining though. Not that I want you to lose, but you just bring such levity to the seasons. And I really, really appreciate that about well, you. you. I gotta You're say, welcome. it's so frustrating sometimes though. Like, I'm still mad. Yeah, <laughs> as you should be. As you should be. I'm still mad at losing to Kahuta back in the day. <laughs> I was I'm mad so for you. It bothers me. It's like, yeah. There's a scar right there and it gets <laughs> opened up every time I move. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? How, I beat him in the physical part <laughs> and then I couldn't get out of shackles. I was mad on your behalf because the first challenge for All-Stars 3, like how are they going to put you in a, a color challenge when you're colorblind and not give you glasses or anything? That yeah, I was... Like, I don't like any, any excuses though. So that's like, I don't want to always say that stuff. It's like, but I mean, Bro, come on, that's not fair. It's like they purposely, somebody in the room who thinks of these challenges were like, they they were purpose. It's, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't look at it that way though, guys. I look at it like <laughs> I've overcame it my entire life. It's just another thing. I, and well, I, and I, you know, I, it's I, crazy because it's actually helped me out in life. Like I'm a designer. Yeah. I yeah. design things. And sometimes the color schemes don't match, <laughs> but it works out. I'm like, yeah, you are rocking that. Looks sweet to me. And then I'm like, this motherfucker, what is it? What what the fuck was that? that. I'm like, that's just what I see. So I've always just assumed it's just me. Like, that's how I get down. Like, whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't don't use it as an excuse. You definitely had some of the best style, I would say, in the real world houses, like out of all the people that were coming in. Like, that is one of the things I remember that you were just like all about like, I'm going to look, I'm gonna look so, good no matter yeah. what. I mean, I put together this ensemble for the day. <laughs> I had on all my gold. I was like, let me pull the gold off and put on silver. Change it up a little bit. Just for us, we appreciate it. Very much. <laughs> you know, with the jewels, I had, I had to. The side chain. You know, somebody's got to do it. But I think, you know, I was always taught, if you don't look good, you don't play good. Yeah. You know, and that's just what it is. I go to play basketball. I am fashionably correct. <laughs> I am fashionably correct. Whatever I, I do, I'm, I'm doing it. I don't think that worked for me. I could have dressed the best possible when I, my mom made me try out for the basketball team growing up and I was not good. Cyrus, it's bad. (laughs) the same way though. (laughs) When moms, I I became a designer. This is how I became a designer. So pops went to jail. We were single, parent home, homeless for a while. And everyone, I went to a pretty decent School, Santa Monica's like the Ritzy area, but it was yeah. very diverse back then. Yeah. And like, if you wasn't rocking an alligator, you wasn't shit. Right. You were kind of cool if you had the Tiger Latigre when he dropped. Polo was just upper echelon. Right. But then there was a dragon. I had the <laughs> motherfucking dragon. He's like, ah, he's, fire. he's a dragon. Just so many jokes. I got sick. I couldn't deal anymore. Oh no. I went to the little secondhand store, bought me like a 50 cent IZOD that would have fit a baby and cut the fucking alligator off. Oh my God. And pulled the dragon off and sewed that motherfucker on. 
all my dragon shirts now became alligators and that's how I became a clothing designer. That was so smart and innovative. Yeah, that's it. And and, and then I tried to do it with the shoes. Instead of the Nikes, you got me the stadium or the whaler. (laughs) Right. Had an extra tail. So it was a fucking whale. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how many jokes I got? Oh my God. Wow, you set me up. And nothing is not fair game where I'm from. You were the original mom, the car, everything's getting clowned. (laughs) Oh no. Do you understand how it was so traumatizing? But it gave me some thick skin and it made me ready for this. Absolutely. But that moment, I remember all that shit. I remember what team I was on, the that game it was when I got clowned the first time. I thought I was looking sweet too. Purple suede stadiums with a fucking whale on the side. <laughs> oh my God. You were the original. What are those? Pretty much. <laughs> I see you shooting in zingers over there. <laughs> For real. And, and I remember I sweat so much too. My socks turned fucking purple. Oh, uh, on. All my shit was purple. Cats was clowning me so hard. Yeah. And, they, and they, I still, I'm still friends with the same guys. I still see them all the fucking time. So we still clown each other the same way. My mom's nickname, her name was Ethelene. Mm-hmm. They called her Sizzling. Because oh, the bacon no. came out. Remember the fake bacon Sizzling? Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh. then Jordan came out with that lean dunk. They just started calling her lean. Everywhere you went, they was calling my mom out. I was like, dude, you guys got to quit. I can't, I can't deal with that. That, that was I, my I could not deal with people making fun of my mom. That that's like the line. Oh, right me. in front of her. They'd be like, lean. <laughs> Why are you playing into this shit too? <laughs> you know when they do that little joke where they be dunking on people that get you like near a bucket or something, like slam real quick on top of you. Yeah. You know, my mom way back in the 80s. Oh, oh gosh. My gosh. <laughs> She didn't gotta, deserve that. No. <laughs> she might have, because she talked her share shit too, though. <laughs> so what made you decide at the time to apply to be on the real world? Oh, you haven't heard that story, huh? No. <laughs> you wanted it fresh. <laughs> I never applied. I was trying to get a job behind the scenes. Oh, wow. So the story goes like this. I'll give you the full story real quick. Okay. Gonna this is going to be the cliff notes. Okay. So, I was playing college basketball in Hawaii and my summer job was Baywatch. So I'm on like 15 episodes, 12 speaking. I was up to be the first black lifeguard. Oh, Lost wow. to Tracy Bingham. Since you're 90s, you should know who Tracy Bingham is. I, Absolutely. I had no chance. In the Speedo, I think I was looking hot at the time, but that but, girl, yeah. black Barbie that year. She was curved up like the Indy 500. She's stacked. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And uh, all natural too. At least she was back then. And I didn't get that. Went back to school. Everyone knew me from Baywatch. It was cool, whatever. And when I finished school, you know, I was the first in my family to graduate college. So I've been taught all my life. Go to school, play ball, scholarship, degree, job. That's just the way it works. Right. And when you know as many people as I knew in your community, I was a standout athlete since six years of age. Still hold a bunch of records. Like I was that dude. Traveled to all 50 states by the time I was in high school. Crazy part about the whole, I was ranked, what, nationally as a sophomore. I think I was 103rd in the country. Long story short, couldn't find a job, didn't go play overseas, had a chance at a position to work behind the scenes as a casting assistant for Vietnamese Productions. Went in for the interview, and everything you could possibly do wrong, I did wrong in this interview. Oh, no. Down to it was 116 degrees, 
I was pushing an old school 1989 steel blue Dodge Omni with no AC. <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen a brother sweat. I'm in a three piece <laughs> suit going to get it. By the time I get there, I'm damn near naked because I'm burning the fuck up. Oh, no. I pull up, I find the building, see, I drive down the street purposely and think I'm going around the corner to get changed. So I'm outside the car changing, put my stuff on. Little did I know, these cats are on the second story looking down at me change. I walk back to the building. I come in before I can push the button and go, Cyrus, come on in. Have a seat on the couches. We're going to be up the stairs to the right. I'm like, ah, okay. Go in, try and get ready, get my head together. And I walk into a room and there's five people interviewing you for a casting assistant job. Do you guys know what a casting assistant does? Go for stuff, kind of. Go get motherfucking coffee. Yeah. Go make motherfucking copies. That's it. <laughs> right? right? Why is there five people interviewing me? Kind of weird, right? I'm sitting like, oh. so they're talking, and she's like, "Well, tell me about yourself." I was like, I "Played ball in Hawaii, blah blah blah." She's like, "Okay, that's pretty cool, but now tell me about you." And I was like, "Well, start thinking." I was like, "Well, she's go type this business letter up first. I was like, "Shit, okay." Put on my two top fingers, went to the room and started packing away, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how to get a computer to make it print. Like I was losing my mind. This chick's walking by. I'm like, "Honey, you have one option." <laughs> comes in i was like it's in there i did it all just make it print she goes boop motherfucker prints i was like sweet awesome whoop whoop gave me her phone number took off (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like wow okay so i had to dab up i'm all sweaty and shit had to get right before i went back in the room by the time i get back in the room it's been like 45 minutes she's like oh cyrus we thought you left (laughs) she was like let me see what you typed up anyways in your resume in my head, I'm like, I'm not getting this shit. Sit down. I reach into my bag. I got three resumes. I handed the first paper. Three resumes. One geared toward what I've done, which was just work with kids. Right. Being a good thing. One was a list of 250 things that I would do for oh, a job. Wow. The other was just a list of things that I liked in life, basically. And I reached in and pulled out the one on kids. Didn't even notice. Just gave it to her. And I sat back and she's like, so tell me about yourself. So you went to school in Hawaii? I was like, yeah. She goes, no, tell me more. And I was like, well, I moved out of the house in the 10th grade. I've been on my own ever since. She's like, whoa, really? Tell me more. At that time, I thought, fuck, this is like my 60th interview. I ain't got no job, nothing. I got nothing to lose. I'm about to get something out of this. I took it back to the day I was born. Long story short, there's a black hearse and a white hearse, one used for the funerals and one used for the hospitals. In the black community, you didn't have both back in the day. There was no like real ambulances. And so we're going to church and we're at church. She goes into labor. My mom does. She's really young. My mom had me and I have an older brother, but she had me at 14. And we take off in the black one from the funeral. It gives out a gas on a dirt road. My dad passes out. My grandma says, I popped out like a bottle of champagne. (laughs) Notice the head is flat in the back. They literally (laughs) ride on the fucking thing. Literally, this is a true story. Made me ride on the fucking thing and tried to resuscitate pops. Someone flags down a pinto coming down the dirt road. Five of us jump into the pinto with me still on a cord and we drive to the hospital. We get there. They think I'm going to die. However, I looked wasn't right. They cut the cord in the parking lot and ran me in before my mom. That's how intense this whole thing was. I started my story there. And three and a half hours later, I brought them into the present. 
And I watched them laugh and cry and they were basically eating out of my hands. And the end, she's like, in tears too, she's like, you're not cut out for this job. You're not getting a job. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had an outburst like that. I just gave you all I had. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. We want you to go on the show. I said, can I get paid? (laughs) (laughs) So then I was like, okay, I'll set my ass down. I was like, so what we got here? What's up? Talk to me. Let's go. Give me some cheese. Like, what's up? (laughs) She was like, oh, here's the contract. You have X amount of time. Check it out. That shit is like that thick. Right. Fuck. I was like, all right, I'll take it. Took the thing and I got home. And the girl I was kind of dating at the time was like, so how'd it go? I was like, yo, I'm about to blow back up. I'm going back on fucking TV. It's on and cracking. And she's like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. She's like, what show? I was like, the real world. She was like, oh, hell no. Okay, we slept on it. She got up and went to work because she had a fucking job. I sat the fuck there like, damn, this bitch ain't about me at all. I packed my shit up with nowhere to go and left. End up back over there three weeks later. The phone's ringing. She's like, answer the phone. Hello? Is Cyrus there? Yeah. Who's this? They're like, it's Bino Murray. I'm like, hey, what's up? They're like, what happened? You didn't turn in your contract. I was like, yo, that's just kind of like, that's them slavery in a long time ago. They're like, what? But you ain't got no job. I was like, I know, but I ain't no fucking slave either. Shit. They paid us $300 a week for that shit, by the way. Oh, my God. Wow. 22 weeks. So basically six months. And uh, they got me to come in, redo the thing, and sign the contract. Next thing I know, I was in the semifinals. And I remember walking in. There's a huge thing of, like, videotapes. I was like, what's that? They're like, oh, don't worry about that. That's the graveyard. Those are all people that try to get on the show. Oh, my God. Goodness. That's when it became real to me. I was like, shit. And it was long, too. Yeah. Room, turn the camera on, left it, go, yo, do something. Five minutes, the camera's on. And just left. And I'm like, no. All right. Sat there for a minute, bite my fucking fingernails. And I'm like, fuck it. Yo, I'm about to go to a Big Five and get me a $200 pair of Timbos because I'm going to be stomping in the snow with the big dogs in Boston. I'll see y'all there. And left. And went to the car and drove home. Pagers blowing up. I'm like, what the fuck? You're back and it's them. They're like, you left. I was like, look at the tape. I looked at the tape. Next thing I know, they wanted to see me play basketball. And then I was on the show. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, they came after me. But I knew at that point that I was going to be on the show. You had some very interesting castmates. They're interesting in the time when it happened. And some of them are very interesting now. <laughs> but for me personally, I the fact that both you and Camilla were on this season, I absolutely loved it. But I feel like when I go back and I watch some of the real world, and it's interesting that we see these reunions yep. and that we're still talking about the same stuff that we were talking about at, like I say we, but you guys are still talking about some of the same things that you were dealing with, with some of your white castmates on the reunions. And it's kind of like, did we not grow? Did we not learn? It's, it's crazy to me that these conversations are still having to be had. And then the emotional weight is put on the Black cast members to try to explain these things when Google is free. I think we've been 
sitting in this time capsule. It's a lot like, I, I describe it like this. I've been 25 for 25 years. Wow. 25 when I did the show. Yep. And I'm just now blossoming into something else and reinventing myself. Yeah. Because it allowed me to have a lot of the same thoughts and live in a system that I got used to living in and make a pretty good living at it. So why change? Right. That makes any sense. I do think that natural progression should be there when it comes to societal things. I think that you're not truly an adult till you can truly put things together with the peripheral perception. Yeah. Some people live in these boxes and I get it. Unfortunately, in our country, so many people will never leave the city limits they live in. Absolutely. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't care these people. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at you like you're fucking nuts <laughs> all the time, though. But I'm like, dude, I've been to 27 countries. I've been to every state at least 50 times. Yeah, I think I'm fortunate, and I understand that. But you could have gone to a few states, motherfucker. Yeah, you could have gone somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. People that are not like you is how we grow. If I were to just be around the same people I grew up with, well, I was. I'm from a melting pot. That's a little different. But I know people right now, I know brothers that don't have any white friends. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know what year this is? <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking serious? I was like, yo, bro, there is a whole world out there. Yeah, absolutely. So things you have to know and learn. Yeah, you could be the blackest of black dudes ever. But understand, there's other shit. And you're not... And our, our ancestors knew to experience other shit. They were about experiencing other shit, finding things, creating things, getting to know other things, using what they do and incorporating it into your life. That's truly living. And if you're not doing that, I think you're selling yourself short. And we have people from these shows that just, you know, I'm watching New Orleans is off the charts. Yeah. The and homecoming. Julie's my girl. Julie is so... all over the place together in so... tight quarters. Like, wow, that yeah. shit ain't changed much at all. It was actually surprising because, like, Tokyo, I feel like he's done so much growth himself. Oh my gosh, he has. And, and for Julie to kind of put him in a situation and, and t- like make it seem almost that he hurt her physically knowing the weight that something like that would do to a black man is insane but I think to me. her mind doesn't go there yeah yeah so it, white it, and been so white her mormon life was bad yeah yeah fucking wisconsin i'm not knocking those states but but right i'm pretty sure ain't nothing but white there so do you stay in touch with any of your roommates from the real world i know you're close with some of the other castmates from the challenges i speak to jason quite a bit you know he's in casting Mm -hmm. has his own casting company i I do casting still as well and we have a text chain that that's always going off and blowing (laughs) up with all of us well almost all of us yeah (laughs) we know yeah it was like two of them so like it was one with him included then we had to you know cut him out you know but (sighs) It, I mean, when Trump, when Trump started co-signing, what what what'd you expect us to do? Exactly. I'm gonna say this: I looked out for my dude. Not like I told TMZ when they're calling me to get information about this dude. Yeah. I'm like, look, I know Sean as the man that I knew then. 
Mm-hmm. I've always been cool. We created a friendship out of nothing. He was the last person in the house I thought I'd get along with, end up right. being really good friends. And then he became a politician. Yeah. I don't know that Sean the same way as I knew the Sean in the house. And, you know, if we do reunion, I hope he comes on. I doubt if he will. <laughs> that's the climate of this world. And that's what we live in. And, you know, we can only hope and, and pray that the gospel that I spread is all just positivity. Even people that have wronged me, there's something to be learned there. And I like taking a negative and making it into a positive and just moving forward. And that's with everything. And like, we go on these challenges and cats be mad. I hate you and crying and want to really fight. What? <laughs> game. It is a game. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money, but money don't run me. Me and money got a great relationship, girl. We chill it. Seeing all them bills. We great. <laughs> I'll see you tonight, whenever. Like, it's cool. Yeah. But some people will do anything to get that win. And I'm just not that person. Right? Yeah. So from your last challenge to the All-Stars, it was a little over 10 years. What made you decide to go back to the challenges? I've been trying to get back on the challenges for some time. Like for me, you know, I played a little bit of pro ball. The only way to get the same kind of hype back is to go on TV in front of that big stage. I'm at home when I'm on the stage. I, I've always believed that I've been an entertainer since I was a child and I'm not being me unless I'm able to entertain. And so like tomorrow, I'm already getting stretched out for tomorrow morning run at the beach and playing a little ball with these young bucks. Cause that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm out here playing against 22 year olds. Actually <laughs> there was an 18 year old that showed up this week. That's going to play ball in uh, Villanova, but that's, that's it. I still have to test myself in everyday life just like I do on the, on the challenges. I'm still training. I, I did my, the reason I didn't do three o'clock because I wanted to get my workout in before, you know, I did my 20 miles and lifted my weights on the bike. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to do this now. It's like a daily thing. And I'm getting ready to be that person that's going to push himself to the limit. Mark my words. When I show up on this next challenge, I'm going to be a little chocolate mark. <laughs> So the challenges I, for me, and I know it's, it's like, it's very voyeuristic, obviously reality TV in general. And Boston was really the first real world that I watched from start to finish. So it always feels like home to me. And it's always like, oh yeah, there's Montana. And like, so the challenge is having people come back from previous seasons. It just feels like a group of friends. And I think that's why it resonates with me so much is just like, oh, this feels like home. It's like a, uh, like we're a really dysfunctional frat sorority family. (laughs) Exactly. And then you add, you add a little alcohol in the mix and oh shit. The, the, okay, the parties. Do y'all get together beforehand and like have an itinerary of what to bring for each party that you attend? No, no, we all travel with just bowls and shit in our bags. <laughs> you know, I, just, I, like a, I like a little snake pant every now and again. I, we we kind of all know it's going to be some kind of party situation. So we, we know we try and do what we try and do. I don't know what I can and can't say about that. So. <laughs> okay, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> and but I, I do I, know this. 
every room I walk into, I think, damn, I could throw a nice banger in this place. <laughs> They they do put you up in some pretty nice houses for some of your trash over the course of <laughs> the challenge. That's what scares me about having parties in these elaborate mansions that I've had them in. I don't know if yeah. you noticed, but I've done Michael Jackson's place where he died, the Marilyn Monroe and the Kennedys hookup house, Warren Beatty's place up in Mulholland. Cast members have disrespected houses the entire time. Yes. Thank goodness nothing's happened, but I take out that big ass insurance clause every time. No yeah, what. yeah. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Do you have like a ton of security too? Like before things of get course. out of course. I mean, yeah. security now, if I open it up to fans. Yeah. Yeah. But see the next one, I want to double in a little further. I want to go a little further with it. I want it to be like half fans, half reality. Because like the yeah. last event, I don't know if you saw, but I had a bunch of big brother there. The cookout mm-hmm. showed up. Oh, oh we love the, the cookout. cookout. <laughs> Danielle had never watched Big Brother until no. that season. And she's like, tell me about the cookout. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is what's going down. And I rewatched and she caught up with me and we watched the entire season together. And we just, the entire time, we were just so thrilled that. Talking to Kyle right now. Yeah. <laughs> like right I now. love that. <laughs> so I'm trying to, doing an event. It's, when I have an event like that, there's so many rally stars. I don't even know half the people. I'll be yeah. So like the one I did Michael Jackson's house, I, I was like, who the fuck are these? <laughs> and like the press thing goes out, it gets messed up when I don't have a picture and a name behind everything. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, just hire us. We will walk around the party with you and just whisper like you're the president and just say that's so-and-so from this. No, 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 no. I need you guys to be the ones to actually go up and to make sure everyone gets hit on the red carpet next event. 100%. 100%. Right there. I'm dead serious. I'm not joking. I don't know. We are serious. You guys would take that on. That would be amazing. Yes. Yes. Because Whenever what you fucks want. me up is that I'm old as fuck. I don't know all these young motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, brother's 50 now. Shit. Ain't got no braids. Though. You like that? Your boy ain't got no I don't die that shit either, girl. <laughs> no, I get like, no, like 10 gray hairs, to be honest. We're no spring chickens. You're talking about the 23rd BT Awards. That is my 40th birthday. Yep. Oh shit, really? Yeah. You look like you're 12 and a half, girl. I love it. I love to hear it. Put a backpack on, you might get a truancy charge. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're you're laying it on. Yeah. I I just I I just turned 40 in March. God damn. Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought y'all was some 20 somethings. For real. (laughs) I ain't even gonna lie. I was like, these motherfuckers are infatuated with the 90s. Oh, Cyrus. Wow. We That's lived amazing. it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, Boston came out our freshman year in high school. So that was like our sweet spot. I'm sorry. That's probably hit you, cut you a little deep, but that's why we have such reverie for like your season, Miami, yeah, Seattle. Like that Miami. is our sweet spot. My favorite quote from this season was when you said they're choosing the old hanging fruit and I was just like Cyrus why you gotta put yourself down man I mean you know what <laughs> when you get in the house and you have to make fun of yourself I, I, those need to be in, absolutely that needs to be on a t-shirt you need to sell that that's your yeah. merch right there old hanging fruit <laughs> I mean as much as I want to that'd be a tough one but I'll, I'll probably drop one <laughs> yeah. all day long she clowned the fuck out of me on, on bananas podcast <laughs> 
she didn't know that we were live and she walked by and said something crazy and bananas just will not let, let it down. At, at the end of this challenge, when you were leaving that Wes actually had really nice things to say about you, you know, he's usually not so hey, nice Wes to always though. That's good. He said some foul shit on somebody's podcast though. That got back to me about me. Oh, really? Well, it, it wasn't foul. But it made it sound like I said something I didn't say. Mm. But we addressed the situation and talked about it. And Wes is such and a I'm like, shit yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yo, is there an issue or a problem? What the fuck? And he goes, no. And explain to me what happened. I'm like, all right, cool. They know I don't take that shit too serious. Right. Yeah. So people do use me to get out of situations, if that makes any sense. And I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, it is what it is. Anyone want to know anything about me? Come ask me. Done. You get nothing but an open book. I'm very appreciative for the representation that you guys, you know, I know it's a reality show and some people are like, oh, it's not serious, but it was, it made such a mark on so many people, especially our age. Like the first conversation or even thought about HIV was because of the real world at an age of being able to see that, to, to see racial issues, to see you know, LGBTQT, seeing people. And for us, it felt like we knew a friend, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I might, I don't think I had a a gay friend till maybe I was older, but it felt like I did because I had watched the real world for so long, you know? I think that was the beauty of the show too. I think that was what made it beautiful and people didn't understand. But early on, you were casted for your personality or your stereotype that be put on blast. Right. Then it turns in, if you're cute enough or got muscles, we'll cast you. <laughs> Do you drink? Okay, you're casted. Okay. <laughs> Do you not drink at all? We'll cast your ass too. Exactly. I got to get on Cyrus's level. <laughs> you're invited to the next banger. Done. We have it on record. We That's do. All. You know, the finale is going to be in uh, Kansas City. Oh, wow. Okay. You guys haven't heard about that yet? No. I, I saw the promo today. Yeah. It's going it. out that way. Should be pretty dope, though. I could probably <laughs> get you guys in. That would be amazing. You, you know, Jackie's about to have a heart attack, Cyrus. <laughs> you better slow it down a little bit. She can't handle it. <laughs> we'll do something fun. I'm going to have certain tasks for you guys to complete. All right. <gasps> we love challenges. I yep. love a challenge. The real world, it's such like a mix and match of what seasons they have available. Yeah. So like they don't have five and six. Yes. So I think that means you're coming up soon. That's what I think it means. Ooh, oh, I so. can only hope. Yeah. Oh, I, I literally <laughs> owned the like VHS, like shit they couldn't show for Boston. And I like would watch it all the time, like Genesis shrink and Jason's sweater and stuff. I'm like, so precious. <laughs> I wish I still had that whole, uh, I'm trying to find a season on DVD. I haven't been able to find it though. You don't even have a copy of your own season? That was 20 fucking. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You don't have, con- when you were at the challenge, you didn't say to the Paramount folks, like, yeah, my season, you got connects. Come on, Cyrus. It's when I'm playing the game, I'm playing the game. And I don't that's that's fair. Games like the connects I had are different. Yeah. Yeah. MTV's just playing ridiculousness all day now. I don't understand. (laughs) 
So it's you. We blame Cyrus for why it's on all day, every day. Did you guys see that I went to the VMAs back in the day with Rob? No. You, you never saw that? No. Mm-mm. I did see you on an Eminem's Uh-oh. music video without me. <laughs> video of the year that year. Uh, how did you get, did he just call you? Where, did you yeah. know someone? Oh, that's awesome. Thought it was a joke, but they gave me a call and all that stuff just, it just comes. Like, I don't even know how to even explain it sometimes, but you get the phone call and we make it work. That's amazing. Hey, if we, if you can just spread that to us, we'd love to have some. Thank you. (laughs) I think you just being on, you just being on the show is spreading that. So yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Believing and being able to envision what you want to happen. I manifest everything. I'm able to be so positive in situations that aren't great because I manifest everything and I know what's going to happen. Just like being on the, the star for the new poster for All-Stars 3. Amazing. I almost made girl. it my background. I was so disappointed with my first shit from season one. Right. That was the worst fucking picture ever. I told my girl I was so embarrassed. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to be on the next fucking poster. Next one I do, watch. Top of the star. Done deal. <laughs> Done Love deal. it. <laughs> Well, we are so, so thankful that you came on the show. We hope that you are our forever friend now. And this has just made our day. Really, it has. It really has. Tell everybody your socials and what you want them to check out. The socials first on every platform known to man. I am Cyrus MTV, S-Y-R-U-S MTV, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. What else is there? TikTok. 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 What else is there? Pinterest, YouTube, on all that shit, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is just Cyrus Yarbrough. Check out my new entertainment company. If you guys have an event you're doing, it could be a birthday party for a little baby. You could need some clowns, DJ, MC, host, someone to give a lecture, doing a corporate party, doing just a regular house party. I can be there. I can either set it up for you or make the dream come true. You have, if you have a show idea, reality show, scripted show, commercial, Whatever it is, I do all that. I can do that for you. I can not only write up the treatment for it, but we can also package it together for you to be pitched to networks. We can also package it up together for you to just have. Wherever it may be, anything that is entertainment from music to television, we are a one-stop shop to parties, to clowns, to whatever it is. <laughs> RDAEntertainmentLLC.com. Check it out. Check me out. I'll let your boy hit me up on any of that. And you can check out our socials at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. And stay tuned for our Masterminds episode later this week. We love you, Cyrus. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) This is like Jackie's dream come true. You made my 40th birthday year so special. Awesome. I'm glad you guys had me on. Anytime you want to reach out, ask me any questions or whatever, just hit me up. Will do. Even awesome. if you have a weekly reality thought, you can hit me up on that too. Ooh. Ooh I love like that. like that. like that a lot. We really yes. appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank Anytime. you so much, Cyrus. And as always, be kind and rewind. 